0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with a post-game edition of Instant Analysis right here on the Facebook home for BamaOnline.com. This one following the Alabama Crimson Tide's. Forty-eight to fourteen win over the Bears of Mercer. Mercer comes over from Macon, Georgia. Not a bad performance from the FCS team from the Southern Conference. Probably more than Alabama fans anticipated, especially in the second half. Not a pretty one for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And some of Nick Saban's post-game comments sort of echoed the sentiments that we heard from Nick Saban at midweek. Nick was none too pleased with his team's focus. A couple of days into the practice week And it appears as if he had Good reason for those Matt, what's up, man? How are you guys doing? Come on in. Let's uh, hang out a little bit here Uh, Yeah, Dougie That wasn't a happy Nick Saban there It was interesting watching Nick come off the field Talking with the SEC network Kind of wrote some of the problems off To playing a lot of guys You know, a little unorthodoxed Approach from Mercer offensively You knew that going into the game The best way to describe the Mercer offense, probably uh, academy style. I don't think it incorporates necessarily true option style offense or wing tee or, you know, some of those antiquated approaches that you don't see all that much in college football these days, but... Definitely a different preparation, and really in the areas where you anticipated Alabama maybe having the most problems, they really didn't, did a really good job against the run throughout the game, and in the first half, limited to Mercer to under 100 yards total, Uh, but you had some busts there in the second half, as much as anything the penalties today, right? That was the thing you didn't like to see as much, believe it was six penalties in the first half alone you had three in each quarter three in the first quarter three in the second quarter second straight week that special teams uh gave you problems from a penalty perspective uh offensively it wasn't as sort of crisp I would say in terms of the overall performance of that side of the ball it was more workmanlike Anytime Alabama doesn't surpass 500 total yards against anybody, it's a little bit of a news story. And to not go over 450 against an FCS opponent, yeah, that was interesting. I thought Bryce Young did some good things at times. Uh, He was victimized by a couple of drops in this first half, a couple of opportunities for an explosive play and a third down conversion went through the hands of a couple of guys. So, just never really got going offensively and give the special teams we give it give it some grief for the penalties but it was the block punt by Chris Braswell and the return by Jason McClellan for a touchdown that kind of kick-started this team on a rather sluggish afternoon of offensive football for the Crimson Tide so special teams you you like what you saw the first non-offensive touchdown of the season for Alabama on Saturday against Mercer but plenty plenty on tape to clean up and as you heard from Nick Saban post game you know he almost hopes or is probably not all that upset that Alabama had this kind of performance because on the heels of the things that he's apparently been harping ranting about for a while now here's the tape you know Miami didn't really help this football team in that regard I mean, if we're talking about a team that was already struggling with some self-discipline issues to go out and play the way it did on game day against Miami, that didn't reinforce probably a lot of the things that Nick Saban and this staff were talking about on a daily basis. Well, it's on tape after this one. And again, as Nick Saban said post-game, uh, if this team doesn't get it with a very capable Florida team on the road up next, it may get it. After next Saturday afternoon That's a 2.30 central kickoff By the way On CBS next week So we'll let everybody gather in here I know there's going to be questions about Will Anderson I know people weren't happy With the cut block uh, It's kind of an unfortunate part Of football still uh, Especially at the college level um, It's also Becomes a lightning rod In terms of how you go about scheduling opponents. The tough thing is you can just make the statement, look, let's not schedule any you know, option-style, academy-style offensive teams because of cut blocks or any teams, any offensive style that may employ cut blocks. The problem with that is you have so much turnover at the head coach position, even at the FCS level these days, when you schedule these games, you may be scheduling them with a team that offensively runs the spread but by the time the game actually rolls around in a few years you've gone through a coaching change and I'm not sure if this game with Mercer was scheduled before Drew Chronic. and this isn't a not Drew Chronic; Drew Kronick's doing what he thinks is best to win football games and he's doing it within the within the rules of the sport. If you got a problem with the way Mercer and some teams still go about their business your problems with the NCAA you know, we talk about so much emphasis on safety, player safety, but it seems we talk more about that in relation to above the chest than we do knees, ankles, things like that. So, you know, this is Drew Connick's style of play. It's what he's done. If you go throughout his coaching career, this is his offense. And so um, – but with Will Anderson, you don't like to see it. Now, looking at it initially – you were kind of encouraged because it didn't look like he got planted. Didn't like he took a blow directly, sort of to that side of the knee, and he was planted. And didn't look like that was the case. Again, though, you can never tell with these type of situations. And Nick Saban, post game, when asked about Will Anderson's health, he said, "Questionable." That was the word he used to describe Will Anderson. Moving forward, Certainly we will know a whole lot more in the next 24 to 48 hours. Nick Saban's next scheduled media opportunity is his Monday press luncheon or that midday opportunity that he does on Mondays of every game week. So that's when you'll hear something more definitive from Nick Saban himself, uh, but it is part of it. And so, again, you schedule teams, and I'm sure if, if a coach has – uh, input into it for a multitude of reasons. Would n- rather not see a team with an offense like Mercer's, uh, but that's part of it. And with Will Anderson out, you saw a lot more Chris Braswell. You saw Drew Sanders start the game at the other outside linebacker position with Christopher Allen out. I thought Drew Sanders did some nice things. A couple of really good things as far as the passing game goes. He had a pass breakup on the second defensive series, the third defensive series, he gets his hand on the ball that Kool-Aid McKinstry eventually intercepts. So again, defensively in the first half, some really good things kind of fell apart a little bit with a couple of busted coverages there in the second half. And Mercer ends up averaging, what was it, 15.8 yards per attempt. You had the 60-yard touchdown pass for Mercer, the 22-yard, and it came off of some sort of Half roll out throwback action that Florida. I'm sure Florida does have that type of stuff in Dan Mullen's offense. We've seen Dan Mullen's offense work that type of stuff in the past, maybe with Dak Prescott at Mississippi State. But even if Florida didn't, you know they're going to have some of that for Alabama coming up next Saturday down in Gainesville. It was a little bit everything though. You had the penalties. um, You had. you know, a couple busted coverages. Will Rickard even missed a field goal, for crying out loud. So that streak went out the window. What you liked about Will Reichard, though, was that he came back, and the last kick he had of the game went through the goal post from 40 yards out. So he jumped right back on the horse. So if you were wondering about maybe the psyche a little bit after that first miss and a long, long time, Will handled that just fine. JoJo Earl jumping in there on punt returns was certainly very interesting. But again... Other than the punt block, which was great, and the return by McClellan, far too many penalties on special teams for the second straight week. So Drew Svoboda and that area, and really all three phases. Again, you have to be careful, I'm sure, about how much time you spend on today, because at the end of the day, there were some things that Mercer was able to accomplish, but you also have to remember... Alabama sat its two starting corners, Josh Job, Jalen Armour Davis, and whereas Mercer pretty much threw everything at Alabama as it should, that wasn't the entire defensive playbook. Nick Saban even said as much in the post-game press conference. He said they essentially condensed the playbook. They wanted to make it simple because they were going against this kind of offense. They were in base defense. For probably 90% of the game. So, next week's going to be an entirely different animal. And it's going to be tougher in a lot of ways. Personnel that Florida's going to throw at Alabama is obviously going to be better. And the multiplicity of what Florida is going to throw at Alabama is going to increase. So, here we go. What do you got for us on a Saturday evening? June, I see you're checking in. Jay, Uh, I agree. If you play like that next week, Alabama will lose. But, again, maybe temper it a little bit. The biggest concern right now is obviously Will Anderson. If Will Anderson's good to go, that changes the dynamic entirely. And, again, the different things that Alabama can do defensively, um, you know, will show up when it matters most, I think. And that means, you know, different personnel stuff that you can get on the field with your different packages, but also in terms of how you bring pressures and switch up your coverages. I mean, you were mixing and matching some guys there in the second half that probably don't play all that much together. And sometimes when that happens, you're going to bust some coverages. But Alabama did get to play a whole lot of guys. The offensive line went with some different mixes and matches there. You even saw Chris Owens at left tackle late in the game chris had his struggles early gave up the sack of bryce but uh that's gonna happen from time to time and i also think the manner in which alabama offensively went about its business today compared to say next week gonna be a pretty good bit different too we haven't seen bryce really used all that much on design runs mason how you doing good evening bob how's it going but i think you could see uh You know, a tick up in that uh, come next week. I think Bryce today, two carries for one yard. One of those was a sack. Yeah, Mason, I think with Jojo Earl, if he continues to show he can be trusted back there in terms of ball security first and foremost, he will be back there. Nick talked about that. Nick Saban talked about that in the postgame. They love Slade Bolden and the sense of security he gives them and taking care of the primary aspect of that role, and that's to secure the football. But after securing the football, there's no one arguing the point that JoJo Earl can't be a real playmaker and probably an upgrade, all, all, all but certainly an upgrade from that perspective. Hey, Greg, Greg with three G's tuning in. Hey, we love you too, Greg. Thanks. We appreciate those Kind words, Rick, yeah, I talked about the drops earlier. They were, those and penalties in the first half, and, and Saban really highlighted those in his post-game uh, press conference, were just possession killers uh, between penalties and drops. You know, you had the explosive to Jamison Williams early that he drops. Then he sort of compounds that with the personal foul. Then right after that, Emil Ekior gets hit with a hold. So it was those kind of sequences in the first half that did as much damage to the Alabama offense as anything. It wasn't really Mercer. Although, give Mercer a lot of credit. Mercer showed you from the outset, not, not afraid of the big bad wolf coming into Tuscaloosa. They weren't coming in just to pick up a check. Yeah, D, that was kind of a shame that Ajay uh, lost what would have been his first touchdown reception to a penalty. Speaking of penalties... And lost opportunities. Uh, you had the ineligible receiver downfield. I do. I did like how uh, you know Bryce, Bryce and Jace hooked up on that blitz beater right in the red zone. I think that's something that could could work well uh, next week against the Florida defense. It's not afraid to bring the heat. Uh, that was pretty cool. That play design uh, that we've seen from some other teams now. Uh, it's tough to defend, but. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good to see you, Dave. Dave said it was a terrible game. (laughs) Dave did not enjoy that one. Yeah. It had a, uh, it had a sort of endodontist visit feel to it at times. I'm not going to deny that, Dave. But, uh, assuming Will Anderson will be okay, and we don't know about that just yet, um, no one's going to remember 48-14 Alabama over Mercer unless the issue with Will Anderson is, is something more than, than any of us would certainly anticipate. Ron, um, you know, Nick Saban talked about some of that in the postgame with the injuries. Uh, he felt like Jalen Armour Davis and Josh Job would be fine to go next week in all likelihood. Uh, They just weren't at a point where they were able to go and practice like he would like and especially against an offense like this where you need the reps maybe as much as you do um, any other week of the season because you just don't see offenses like this. Uh, You could probably get away in terms of familiarity and understanding the scheme that's in play for a team like Florida... uh, more so than you can a team like Mercer because it's just entirely, entirely different. No doubt about it. So, yeah, he felt good. It seemed like about Jalen Armour Davis and Josh Job. He also mentioned LeBron Ray not playing again today. Uh, it was good to see Damian George get in there at right tackle. You know, we saw him get in there in the first half when Chris Owens lost his helmet there for a play. Um, Jason, yes. Uh, in terms of the base secondary, that was DeMarco Ellums in there. You did see Brian Branch on the sort of limited nickel opportunities at the start position. You know, that's what an offense does to you that puts you in base defense that much. Think about how little to almost none you didn't see of a guy like Malachi Moore today. You know, and how much you would typically see him. Uh you know, on a week to week basis because you see so much three wide receiver sets or even four. Uh, but against this offense you're just not going to go with much dime for sure and not nearly as much nickel as you usually would. Richie's calling Richie says Bama will be a 12 point favorite versus Florida on the road. Yeah. I mean I could see that. You know the problem for Vegas is that they can't find enough people to go against Alabama. So they're going to have to put that line somewhere in the double digits. Yeah, William, William, I think we all saw Will Anderson walk off with the training staff. It's just situations like that can be tricky. And, and, and again, I, I have no reason to believe it's anything serious. It's just that I've been fooled before in seeing guys walk off. So uh, I think everyone involved will feel better once he's given the all clear. Harold checking in, Ronald checking in, Sam, how are you guys doing this evening? Watching some primetime college football. You got a lot of SEC in this later window, don't you? Arkansas and Texas, Mississippi State, NC State, Tennessee Pitt earlier was entertaining. Fun game to watch. South Carolina wins on a field goal at the gun at East Carolina. Yeah, Dougie. That's what's awesome about Will Anderson is that it doesn't really matter who's on the other side. Will's going to play at a high level. So when you hear Nick Saban sort of letting his team have it, um, that's that's not one of the guys you you would think he's sort of trying to get the message home to. That guy brings it. Wow, Arkansas ten nothing over Texas. There you go. Welcome to the SEC, Horns. Enjoy that. <laughs> um, Rick Jones. I thought that was Rick James for a minute is, uh, is tuning in. Yeah, Paul Tyson, I thought, you know, he threw the ground ball out to the right flat, and then he did hit sort of the uh, deeper ball to JoJo Earl. It wasn't a particularly pretty pass, but it was good to see Paul hit one down the field. And then in the fourth quarter, it was pretty much let's get Jalen going in the zone read game, Jalen Milrow in the zone read game and get this one over with and get out of here. And that's that's what you saw. I mean, that's why Milrow got those seven carries for 33 yards, had the long run of 14, did some good things, um, Jalen. And I know, you know there will continue to be competition at that number two spot. Uh, and it could come down to, God forbid something happens to Bryce Young, uh, the severity or the length of absence uh, that he might incur if he does. Of course, we're all hoping that that doesn't happen. But if it were to happen, it would be very fascinating to see how Nick Saban, Bill O'Brien and the offensive staff would sort of approach that based on the time frame involved of Young potentially being sidelined. So it was good to get Jalen Milrow just a lot of game experienced. Yeah, Dave, it was hard to watch Jalen Milrow there in that fourth quarter and not think of Jalen, especially 2016 Jalen, when they did a lot of that. They went two backs a lot there in the fourth quarter. Do you see that? They had uh, Sanders and Roy Dell in there together with um, Jalen Milrow. And if they want to get downhill with that, Jason, I thought I saw J.C. Latham at right guard more than right tackle. I thought I saw Damian George at right tackle there in the fourth quarter and J.C. Latham at right guard. Like I said, we saw some Tommy Brown in the game um, and saw some, again, look like Chris Owens got a few reps over on the left side too. Bill, how you doing? Good to have you here. Alice checking in. Good to see you. Getting the score updates from David. He's still got it. Arkansas 10, Texas 0. All right, Sark. You've lit up Arkansas on the road in the past, just as recent as last December. you got to get that little different personnel, maybe, on that Longhorn offense right now than what Sark had on his last visit. I mean, he's got uh, Bijan Robinson at running back, but uh, otherwise... I don't think he's got the dudes he had the last time he went to Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Holly checking in here. Uh, final score for Alabama? Rick, that was Alabama 48, Mercer 14. Well, gang, if we don't have anything else, I'm going to get out of here and get back to writing. i got to work on five predictions revisited. I don't know how well I did on that. I did call for a non-offensive touchdown, so I know I got that one. I didn't get the score right. I called for a shutout. That did not happen. Uh, I got a Kentucky seven, Missouri zero update there. So, uh, but of course, Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, myself. We're going to take you through the evening hours with wrap up from Alabama's second win of the twenty twenty one season again. As we hear on the injury front, you will hear with us at BamaOnline.com. Trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. What about James Burnett punting the ball? We didn't talk about that, did we? You know what? I thought James Burnett was more comfortable, and this would make total sense. I thought he was more comfortable with the rugby style than he was when he went traditional. Maybe his first punt, I think he went the American traditional punt. But then when he went rugby on a couple of them, seemed like uh, he did a little bit better. And give Brian Robinson credit, too. We don't do that. I know that Jace had a, a really nice game um, scoring touchdowns as a receiver, a runner, and also on special teams. But Brian Robinson, he did have a drop. He had one of those drops in the first half, third down drop. But he did average seven yards per carry. Um so a pretty nice outing for Brian Robinson They continue to work Pretty much all those backs Although I thought Trey Sanders May have moved up a slot It seemed like For this one He was that third back in We saw Roy Dell later Your first two backs Of course still Brian Robinson and Jace McClellan So uh, Yeah Davey wants more Trey Sanders Trey had a fumble though Trey had a fumble, and uh, that can be problematic for increased reps. I'll give him and I'll give Roydell credit. The first two weeks, those guys put it on the ground, but guess who went and got it on both those fumbles? Roydell and Trey Sanders. So they understand how important ball security is. Uh, Don't want them to fumble in the first place, but uh, watching them go and get those fumbles and – either change possession altogether, which is really what Roy Dell did against Miami. Miami player essentially had possession and Roy just Roy Dell just took it back. Um, it worked out nicely for Trey on his today, but uh, you got to sort of put those things in the rearview mirror. Yeah, guys, we've talked about Will Anderson. We told you what Nick Saban told us post game. He listed or mentioned Will Anderson as questionable for the foreseeable future. What exactly that entails, you'll know directly from Nick Saban. More on that on Monday, midday Monday. So you're going to want to hang out with us at BamaOnline.com for sure. For all things Alabama Crimson Side, we've got you covered there at BOL. Thanks so much for joining us on a Saturday evening. Instant analysis, by the way, is a part also of, of the Bama Online Podcast. So if you subscribe to the Bama Online Podcast, this will also upload onto your smart device. You'll have it waiting for you. If you didn't hear all of the show, if you want to listen to it again, you can do that at the Bama Online Podcast. Anywhere you consume podcasts, that's where you're going to find the Bama Online Podcast. And if you leave us a rating and a review while you're there, that would be tremendous as well. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. This is Tony Kornheiser Show. I'm Tony. We, we expected someone else.